0: Pizza's
1: here. Hang on. Let me go grab that real fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a good
2: editing spot. <laughs> Pizza is here. All right. All right. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Spellstorm Miniatures. My name is Jeremiah. I'm Dan, and I'm Chad. and uh, we just like to get together and talk about games to inspire everyone to play more games. Uh, tonight's episode is kind of fun. It's it's number fifty, and so for whatever reason, fifty is like a milestone, I guess. Woo! Um, anyway, we reached out to our listeners, we uh, to our Patreon supporters, and we asked what they would like us to talk about to celebrate our 50th episode of Spellstorm miniatures and uh and so we got a couple suggestions and the one that we are grabbing tonight is our desert island games so the premise i suppose would be um you know stranded on a desert island deserted island and you've got you know the right Deserted desert island. I know. I don't know what I'm saying. And uh no. <laughs> I just say words and somehow they come out and somehow people understand. But like uh but yeah, you have the appropriate material and the appropriate amount of opponents to play the game or cooperative people to play the game with, right? Yeah. And uh and let's see. Um yeah, so that's our big topic for tonight. Pretty excited about that. I'm very excited to, to hear what you uh, folks choose and then why. And, uh, and and as we're talking, I would love for our listeners, if you're part of our Discord server and you're part of our community, uh, why, don't, why don't you chime in and tell us uh, what games uh, do you like that you know it would fit these categories of, of, of just high replayability. But hey, before we get to our main topic, have you guys played any games?
1: No games for me. No games, okay. Um, no ministers' games for me. Just hobbying stuff. Um, I did play a game of the Arkham Horror Second Edition board game with my two roommates last weekend. Um, I hadn't played that one before. It's it's pretty good. It is tough. Uh, it was definitely a little bit tough with only three people, uh, and then some bad rolls, and we kind of things kind of rapidly went out of control, like it does with that game. So um, I don't know. I think I've been kind of busy. We haven't been able to get any more games of King's Dilemma in, but um, I think some of us might be kind of itching to try and get back into that again because we were playing it so much. Like, we were playing it a lot. Like, every weekend we were doing, like, two games for, like, a good uh, about a month and a half or so or about a month or so. Uh, And then we've been taking a break as people. My my roommate, Phil, um, helps coach debate, and so a lot of times on the weekends he has to do coaching and judging for debate tournaments, and they've had a couple of them. They've been having events the last couple of weeks, so nice. he's been busy with that. We haven't been able to do it, and sometimes like the Saturday has spilled into Sunday, and then hasn't he hasn't known when Sunday was going to be over, so haven't been able to do it. Other than that one game of Arkham Horror, uh, I think we we're I think we we're gonna try and play another game of that uh, day sometime nice. later this evening. So, nice.
2: yeah. Yeah, we haven't uh, gotten any miniatures games in either. Um, like for Oz, you know, it's this is the last week of the term, and so naturally, you know, he puts off doing all of his work, and so I've been trying to kick his butt to try to get his work in, and which means that that I have to like be like diligent, and then I have to be sacrificing yeah. and saying no time for games. Yeah. Which means you gotta
1: be you gotta go into dad mode and I gotta go into
2: dad mode.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, it's fine. He's a good kid. But um, but yeah, so hopefully, you know, when the term ends, we'll be able to loosen up again. But um the the one like thing that we have been able to do is squeeze in some magic games um in between some things. Uh Commander, of course, that's the only thing we play. And so, <laughs> you know, they always uh, make fun of me. Both my boys, they make fun of me for my the decks that I choose. They don't like the decks that I play, <laughs> and so <laughs> and so. I was doing a little research, and I decided that I would build a secret deck without telling them. Ooh. and Yeah, and so I revealed the deck last week, and it was Omnath, and so it has the landfall trigger. Which and, one? Uh, Which Omnath? One? the the ink Treader one with the four colors no black okay yeah, yeah. so apparently he's popular so they started yes. rag, ragging me on that which I had no idea he was popular I just read it thought the art looked cute and I uh, liked the abilities and so I was like I'm gonna build a deck around that and so we uh, we played two games of that and they proceeded to crush me because they just went after me they were like they're like <laughs> I was just How like rude yeah. How rude, right? So I never even got to really see what Onath can do, and um, and then uh, and then um, and then I revealed my other deck, which they knew about that I was building, which is a Elephant Tribal with Salvala. Oh yeah, as my c- uh, commander, uh, she's the elf who has the parlay ability.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, see, and I love that stuff because it affects like everyone at the table. So we all draw, we all reveal, you know? And so, so I have all these, like, so we got one game of that one in and, and, and I was, you know, ramping pretty good cause it's green and white. And then I started laying down my elephants in like the right order. And I had my right artifacts out like door of destiny, I think is the one. And then a few others. And, and, uh, and they decided they would get rid of one of my artifacts, which was fine. And then, and then we started kind of attacking each other. And all of a sudden on one of the turns, I parlayed and Bryce had a board wipe card and I was like, Oh, I can't have any of that. So then I swung <laughs> and killed him and, you know, getting rid of a few things first. And then I swung and killed him. And he was just like, where'd that come from? Like, he didn't, <laughs> like, he didn't see it, you know? Yeah. And then, and then, um, and then, uh, then I uh, had enough to take care of Oz too. I don't remember exactly what I did to take care of Oz for that game, but um, but uh, so the the deck that I thought was going to do well got ambushed, and then the deck that I thought was cute
0: uh, did really well. So yeah, yeah. you know,
1: but, a lot of times yeah. it's the unsuspecting one that uh, does pretty well. Yeah, of it so much,
0: and it's okay. You can tell us if you net decked. It's all right.
2: There's no change. <laughs> Well, there's this great website called EDH rec and it has like all of the stuff. And then it like talks about, it gives you like cards that synergize together and combos. And,
1: yep, it's and a great site.
2: yeah, it's a lot of fun. And you know, and so it's um, so I'll use a little bit of that. Uh, there's another site called scribe which you can like enter like search terms. And so like, I'm looking for this ability with this color combination or whatever and you know I, I have i have barely scratched the surface on scryfall um yeah. you know so um yeah i mostly just use edh rec because it's, it's easy to yeah. navigate on my phone
1: and and honestly with a with a game like magic that's so big and been around for so long if if you haven't been playing it for years and years on end Mm-hmm. It's really easy to not know anything about certain cards. Like I played Yeah. I played for a handful of years in the early 2000s, like the end of the 90s, early 2000s when I got introduced to it. I was playing it for I don't know, like 5 or 6 years or something like that. I was mostly playing with my friends and right around like 2006 or so. I guess it was about about 8 years or so. Um around 2006-2007 I was playing frequently with my friends, buying a lot of products and stuff like that. And I decided I wanted to quit, which is how I got into miniatures games. I wanted to play something competitive, but I didn't want to keep sinking the money into competitive Magic playing standard. So I got into a miniatures game thinking it was going to be less expensive, right? Um, (laughs) Good thinking. (laughs) So (laughs) that's how I got got into War Machine. Uh, And I played War Machine. I mean, I still play War Machine, but I quit Magic completely for... I think maybe I played it on really rare occasions, but, like, I quit until about 2016 or so, uh, and I came back, and when I came back, my friend introduced me to Commander, which I had heard of of EDH before, which is what it originally came from, Elder Dragon Highlander. It was a community uh, um, format, and then it became an official format um, and got back into it and then started getting back into playing Magic again. And so... I mean, I work in a game store where I'm around magic cards all the time, and there's still, like, hundreds and hundreds of cards out there that I've never even heard of. Like, there's a card that works perfectly in one of my commander decks, my Malek deck, called Mana Severance, and what it is is it's one blue and one for a sorcery, and you get to exile any number of lands from your deck, and then you get to shuffle your library what this does is it allows me when i get to a certain amount of lands and artifacts in play that generate mana i can cast mana severance i can yank all the land out of my deck and so now i'm only drawing spells that i want to play or creatures and other things like that so it pulls all of the it pulls all the resources out and i've got nothing but gas in the tank left And it helps that deck so much. And I never heard of this card before until my roommate told me about it. And it's perfect for that deck because generally I don't want more than eight or nine lands. If I'm in the middle of something where I'm trying to play play spells off the top of my deck, I don't want to sit there with lands on the top that I can't do anything with. So Mana Severance allows me to cut all of that stuff out and then just start only playing spells or the creatures that I need. Yeah,
0: that's excellent. I said yep. I just kind of relearned just the last you know year or so about a little bit more about magic cards again because I like yeah. said I started playing when I was what mid nineties right is when I was first introduced and I remember my buddy was going to come over and he's like hey you want me to bring my magic cards I was like sure thinking like you know uh, you know David Copperfield style magic I kind of dates me if uh, you know dropping David Copperfield but anyway. <laughs> um, he's show you a card trick. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, cool. And then it ended up being that and played for the first few years. So that's why I kind of, like I said, I was in that, you know, beta, Ice Age, Mirage, kind of on the tail end. And then I, I dropped off because life, college, so forth, you know, school, all that sort of stuff. So make,
1: having a family, all that right. stuff gets in the way.
0: Oh, I got Oh, I, I was done with Magic Cards a bit before that, but <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Magic's one of those games, you know, uh, same thing. Started, stopped, started, stopped. Yep. And, but every time I started and stopped, I wasn't into, um, you know, uh, Commander. All I knew about was the six-card you know, standard or whatever. Yep. And, I mean,
1: uh, Commander is... Command, well,
2: it's been dude, around for a, a while.
1: Format, the official but, Commander format in, has only really been around since, like, 2013. 2012. Otherwise, it was sure. it was a non official format that not everyone had heard about.
2: So, but now I feel like it might stick a little around a little bit longer, just because, like both my boys, that's all they talk about. They love yeah. Commander. Like every day at dinner, they're like, "Dad, I saw this new card today. I think I'm gonna, you know, I think I'm gonna build a new deck, or yeah. I got to
1: upgrade Gashath." Like, yeah, there's <laughs> a, a bunch really- of really. New- there's a bunch of really cool legendary creatures that are coming out in the new set called Heim. And it's all Norse mythology themed. Um, yeah. It's really cool.
2: Yeah. So I saw the preview. Shorter. It sounded intriguing. But I don't ever want to like... I don't know. I like, I like where I'm at with the game. I just wish I could play more miniatures. But right now, that's all they yeah. want to talk about. So, <laughs> um, yeah. you know. So, hey... um Hey, we're a miniatures podcast. We should talk about miniatures.
1: <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> all right. Let's go back. Let's go to our topic of the day. And, um, you know, and I want to say thanks to all of our Patreon supporters who contributed to this conversation on on focusing, uh, giving us a topic to talk about tonight. And so uh, the thing we want to talk about today is uh, uh, Desert Island. Is it Desert Island or Deserted Island? What am I saying?
0: I mean, a desert island would be a little hard to live off of. Plus... It doesn't yeah, matter. no it's food big,
2: source. Yeah, you're, you're trapped. Yeah.
0: yeah, how about an isolated island that has isolated all island. to survive and play games the rest of your life, but you have no way off the island, or, and no one can find you by a magical spell or something. I don't know.
2: Which probably wouldn't be a bad existence.
0: I mean, right? <laughs> I'm playing games the rest of my life. I have fewer things to worry about.
1: Yeah.
2: So anyway, so... Uh, we want to start with this category, um, miniature game. Like if you were if you were trapped on this fictional isolated island, which is an, an alliteration which I like. And, um, and then you, which miniature game would you want with you? Why don't you kick us off? You haven't kicked us off in a while. Oh no, I'm playing koi. <laughs> Why would you do
0: that to me? This That's the okay. one. This is the one I didn't want to answer first. All right, I'll go. And go you go. have to <laughs> call me out. It's okay. It's okay. So I was also thinking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna imagine my island is like Thermascara, right? You know, see, it's all shielded, but then you've got, you know, plus and you got plenty of opponents. Um, they all happen to be Amazon, so that might be a good or bad thing. I don't know. Um. So uh, I was thinking about this, and you know. What would I go with? I think I would have to kind of go corely to uh, I like my battle tech. I mean, maybe I'm just a getting a little excited about it because I'm going to be getting them again here soon. Or it just brings back some some good memories and like a variety of ways you can play uh, um, and all the different configurations to go with. So it's a good fun strategy, one that takes some time, keeps you sharp on math. So, yeah, battle tech's kind of, is going to be mine, you know, some stompy robots. And uh, I can always always say, "Oh, Mech Warrior is part of that." Oh, hey, look at that! I got an extra like, bonus for scenario-wise. But yeah, that's a good call. That surprises me. I didn't know
2: that. That's what you, that you would you would pull that one out. I'm very impressed. Okay, all right, uh, all right. Chad,
1: what about you? I I really it's a hard question for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, so it's a difficult, it's a little bit of a difficult question for me too, because, um, despite the fact that I don't play a lot of different miniature games or a lot of different board games, um, I do have difficulty playing one game all the time. Like I like to mix things up. I like to, sometimes if I play something for too long, I'll get bored of it. Um, I mean, I've, I've been playing War Machine for 10 years, uh, if there was the ability where I could either magically change or had access to all of the miniatures and I could play whatever I wanted at whatever time, if that was kind of also part of the scenario, is that the um, the number of expansions or the number of um, specific armies or selection wasn't an issue as well, uh, War Machine would probably have to be my answer. Like, there's still tons of stuff out there that I would enjoy like playing around with from time to time. There's lots of different stuff to explore in the game. Um I just don't have the the fiscal ability to like hop factions whenever I want to to try and play something a little bit different. Um keeping up with the steamroller packet would be a little difficult uh cuz the, as the game develops and morphs and the the meta morphs yeah. and and new models get released, some of that is, I think also probably affects the steamroller packet, but I think you could probably take any of the ones in the last couple of years, and probably lock them pretty close in place. Privateer has done a really good job at pretty much like honing in on on a specific packet that doesn't really need much changing as far as balance. But I would probably have to say War Machine. Um, if it wasn't that, if it if I didn't have access to everything, and I had to basically like if I had to basically clear out my entire collection of miniatures and then. Be somewhere else and only have what it was that I had. I'd probably have to say it would probably have to be some sort of a miniature ag- ag- agnostics game. Um, probably yeah. Frostgrave because I don't know how many ones that, how many other ones there are out there. But um, I mean if if there were no limitations on what I actually have, then I would have to say War Machine.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was kind of thinking War Machine a little bit too because, and I, I believe in like yeah, the magical world of all the factions exist and they can be painted or not painted depending on your desire (laughs) because your opponents have to play something right so
2: exactly yeah my magical uh isolated island um on hell has painted all of mine so (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's that's a good call like i was thinking about this and um and it's really hard for me because I, I enjoy um, a lot of games. And I have um, I have a variety of miniatures for a variety of games. And I have a variety of rule sets. Chad, I've got some mini agnostic rule sets at home we can maybe review or something and talk about on the podcast in future episodes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but like I always just keep coming back to War Machine. Like it's, it's the one that I probably spend the most time thinking about or, and I don't think about much lately, but like the most time, like I have more reps in, I guess you want to say, I have so many warlocks and warcasters. I still have yet to field just in my own personal collection. And, um, and so, um, and so if I was trapped on an isolated Island, I want, I would want to play every combination of everything I own. And and I would and I can get a lot of playability out of that for a very long time. Yeah. So um, I think what I would do is to answer this question. I think I would give it a, um, an honorary mention, maybe like a, a runner-up, um, which is probably how I'm going to have to answer this question satisfactorily for our listeners. <laughs> but um, um, I'm I'm really really enjoying my exposure to Infinity right now, yeah. and um, I think N4. Is a pretty slick rule set, and um, and the gameplay is exciting. And so, um, I've, but I'm I'm sub five games, or, I or maybe at five games total. And so I can't say that it would. I would want to take it with me to my isolated island. You know, I think it's a little premature to say that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of factions, a lot of combo. The experiment there too. So. That's true.
2: That is true. But uh, yeah. So um, you know that's good. So so Dan is battle tech with honorable mention War Machine.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Chad is War Machine honorable mention Minis Agnostic. Yeah. All right. And I'm War Machine honorable mention uh, Infinity. Yeah. All right. There you go. All right. Yeah. See, I would love to be on the island with you guys. We could play games. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) Just take these
1: responsibilities and throw them out there. Yeah. Yeah. We just,
2: you know, just, I mean, I'm just imagining, you know, Tom Hanks. But we got to have access
1: to other factions because I don't want to just play against Scorn and Legion, Trolls and Signar, and only be playing Circle. I got
0: got minions and some Convergence. (laughs) We got some
1: Convergence. So we got the robots
0: there, too. I got (laughs) got Cephalix
2: I can throw at you i even have cricks now oh, oh man <laughs> well stuff for strange bedfellows and yeah a little bit extra you know i was planning on really like playing playing into that playing all the different combinations of that
1: yeah but. yeah and then, right. and then lockdown happened <laughs> yeah there you go lockdown okay.
2: Ruin all my plans
1: yeah right if you have all the war machine models then you have riot quest models also So you get two for that one right in there. Yeah, Riot Riot Quest would be another really good one. I haven't played that much of it, but I've been working on painting models, and I've got everything that's been released so far, and I'm itching to... I've been lazy recently. I haven't gotten much painting done. But uh, uh, once I get to a better place, uh, I want to introduce my... Uh, my roommates do it because I think they'll enjoy it because they both played some miniature skirmish games and they both like board games, and it's a good combination of both. So, yeah, Yeah, with some some mayhem involved.
2: So, that's right. All right, so here's uh, so we have the next question that was presented to us same scenario, this time, uh, RPG, yeah, and so uh. We'll ask you Chad to go first which okay. one which one would you take with you? <coughs> Tabletop RPG, in case anybody isn't you know yeah
1: yeah um, so again, I guess kind of same scenario if we assume that we have access to like all the books and stuff. Um, I would probably have to say um, probably fifth ed D d um, again, I haven't played a whole ton of other ones, but uh, I would definitely say honorable mention probably Pathfinder. Um, because I started with three five um, when I was in high school, that was the first RPG system I ever played, and yeah. I played a little bit of it, and I played enough of it to kind of start getting an idea of it. Um, but then the the longest campaign that I was actually a part of when I um, started playing RPGs again a couple of years ago was a Pathfinder campaign that my friend that I used to work with at Target. Um, invited me to come and play in his campaign that he was running and pathfinder is a is a better refined 3.5 in a lot of ways there's still tons of different options uh if you have access to all the different books that have been published by paizo there's infinite awesome, like possibilities of sure. different combinations of classes and feats and stuff like that it's just it's endless um, if you wanted something that was a little bit more crunchy but uh, I like kind of the simpler things. I think Fifth Ed has started to catch up, not quite as expansive as like Pathfinder or Three five was, um, but they've started putting out a lot of really good books um, recently that add a lot more care, a lot more layer options, and things like that. And as I've been recently been able to play less miniature games, and I've been listening to some. RPG podcasts and things like that I've wanted I've been getting the itch to play in some more RPG campaigns and stuff because it's a little bit easier to do now even though you don't get to roll the dice uh, and see the map uh, always or as as well but um, it's it's still been wanting to to explore a little bit more, more role-playing which is never something I ever really got to do and I feel like I'm a lot more comfortable as a person with myself and trying to explore role-playing characters and stuff a little bit more, which I was never really, never really open to doing in the past.
0: That's cool. You bring up a good point though, too. It's like, yeah, never really thought I've, guess I've always just kind of been open with it, but like, as a kid, if you want to like play a different type of character or you have to play in a role, you kind of got to have your confidence yeah. of yourself. So that's kind of a good. Yeah. Well, guess, and also like, like yeah,
1: yeah. And, and something that is, that uh, is a little bit strange for me is I, Uh, Like if I look back at my track record for different characters and things that I've played, I've I think about fifty percent of the time cross played as a as a female character rather than playing as a male character, mostly because it it works for the character design, the concept that I have, or potentially like the character that I'm kind of loosely basing the idea for this character off of from some other IP, Uh, and also it's just it's cool to have like. BA chicks and storylines like we need more of that like we need more women doing awesome stuff because they're just as capable of as capable of it as any male adventurer out there and I'm also kind of boring I like playing humans and like humans half elves and elves like I haven't explored into very many of the exotic more races or things like that because because it doesn't always fit the look for a character that I'm going for but um, you know, and sometimes it's getting into, getting into the head of another person, especially somebody of, of a different gender can be difficult to do, but, um, like I have, I have fun with it. It's fun to do. And, and I enjoy playing the characters that I play, like in the campaign that Jeremiah and I, Jeremiah and I are playing in right now. Uh, he's playing a paladin and I'm playing a bard and I'm playing his younger sister. In the campaign, because it just kind of worked out for the way that our characters are going to be introduced, the way that they're linked together, and how we're joining the campaign, um, and and also the character design that I was going for my character also kind of worked out that way. Excellent, well,
2: and you're exploring a new race there because we're
1: Calistar. Yeah. yeah, we're both playing Kalishar. Yeah, That's interesting. Which I didn't realize. Whereas Pacifists are. I large a pacifist as they actually are, so I didn't realize that. That makes me interesting, so relevant, it. doesn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah. 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 I think uh, my last campaign I did, I was a uh, I was a bard, and the group was like, "Well, when you want to give a bardic inspiration, you've actually got to like do a jingle or some sort of tagline, or you know, you've got to be a little more bardy." You know, <laughs> they're like they're a lot more into. While well, you're doing this, you better role play it. So I brought a little. Had like a little uh, guitar that was, you know, like a toy <laughs> guitar from yes. like Goodwill or something. It was like a ten-inch type size. So I'd strum yes. that. <laughs> and <Anyway>. yes,
1: <laughs> uh, I was in our campaign. Every time I cast either Tasha's hideous laughter or vicious mockery, I was saying some sort of terrible pun that was related to whatever the target I was casting at. It was. Yeah, nice. it was pretty great. <laughs>
0: nice. Just thinking vicious, vicious mockery taglines,
1: just taunting people. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I and I put it into my character profile too. Like, always loves a good insult, even if it's directed at me. And I'm gonna try and kind of trying to still work on how I'm going to play into that. And the the last the last session we had, like. My character had two points of exhaustion, and so she was just kind of like, "I don't want to be in this combat. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to be here right now. I'm so, I'm just gonna cash vicious Mastery. I don't even have something witty to say right now because I'm just so exhausted." Yeah, yeah. What about you, Dan? What RPG do you think you could play if you oh. if you couldn't play any other ones? What would you want? Yeah. So that's just keep having right. all your campaigns in
0: yeah back and forth a little bit um, cuz like i said with battletech mech warrior would go wonderful with that and you combo <laughs> but maybe something different right get a little something different yeah um so i i eventually landed myself also on uh, D um i guess i wasn't as picky about uh, uh, as addition i get i kind of i jump in on the Thacko days um, I didn't really care for that as much. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, three five was kind of the the bigger playability I had. Totally skipped fourth, <clears throat> and then did some fifth. But again, there's just such a breadth out there of stuff. Um, yeah. So I was thinking, well, hey, you know, if my if my miniature game is more of a sci-fi roboty well, let's go fantasy, right? Maybe, you know, to help kind of mix it up. And again, there's there a lot of variety. You can go tons of directions with it. Um, so for, again, a lot of the same reasons you kind of said, that's kind of what I went yeah. with as well. Uh, and I will throw the honorable mention of Shadowrun was kind of a, of a thought in there as well. Um, just because uh, it's been a while since I played that, but it was a fun a fun system when i did right it was again a little bit different you have those fantasy type creatures and you had magic but then you also had your technology in there and um just memory you know of fun times of being basically like a minotaur type dude and then all of a sudden some guy just got such a lucky hit that just dropped on the first
1: mission I'm like well that was a fun character
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but. The other, the other interesting thing about choosing fifth ed is if we also include all the books or the five e compatible stuff. Exactly, we will also include Iron Kingdoms Requiem, which goes yeah. Kickstarter yeah. goes live tomorrow, so we could play <laughs> War Machine five e d and d. stole, my, stole my plug! You stole my plug. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the Kickstarter oh, that's for that's Requiem cool. goes live tomorrow, the twenty sixth of January. Yeah, as of we're recording. But yeah, yeah, um, wow. Yeah. So,
0: mm. no, I think about that one too. It's like, yeah, then there's there's Requiem, so yeah, yep. I mean, you check out Kickstarter, there's tons like, there's always people coming up with stuff, which is great seeing all the ideas people have, all the different things. I've backed yeah. a couple of them just to kind of help those artists out, you know, um, or Arthur authors, I guess, would be more. Um, especially the ones that are like solo type of, Hey, this is, what I'm doing as a hobby. I'm kickstarting this. What do you guys think? You know, sure. I'll throw you 10 bucks or something like that. Right. And get something neat that I'll play with eventually maybe, but otherwise just supporting those of type of people. So,
2: yeah, I've supported some OSR creators on, you know, on Kickstarter and stuff. And I love that stuff. OSR is easy too. Cause it, right. just, it fits like so much stuff. So,
0: yeah so. all right round us out are you going to go with it are we going to get a, a triple crown here of 5e
2: we are not <laughs> going to get a triple crown of 5e so i'm going to i'm going to start with my i'm going to start with my honorable mention um my honorable mention uh is going to be delta green mm-hmm. um i i love cthulhu mythos kind of stuff mm-hmm. and the Mystery and everything like that that comes with it, and just the horror and the scary parts. and And Delta Green is, is basically modern Cthulhu mytho stuff. It uses um, it uses a percentage die system, so uh, so you can roll two d tens on skill checks and stuff. And and when Delta Green was being kickstarted, our um, my play group signed up to be play testers for that. And and so to have my name in the back of a book sounds pretty cool, and yeah. um, but um, but I really enjoyed that, and um, could probably see myself doing a lot of that. Um, but but I'm I'm actually going to tip my hat to um, another game called uh, Monsters and Other Childish Things, and and so this this little indie RPG. It uses what's called the one roll engine. And so it's uh, you get a pool of D10s and you're looking for pairs and uh, or matches, I guess you're looking for matches. And so um, the like the higher the dice, the better, the better quality you would you do the thing you're trying to do. But then the number of matches is the how fast you do the thing you're trying to do.
1: Okay. So, That's interesting. so if
2: you roll two sevens and I roll three fours, we're both successful. You're going to do your thing better, but I'm going to do it faster.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And interesting. and so uh, monsters and other childish things. The premise is basically it's a dark um, Pokemon setting. So you you're a you're a, a a youth of a certain age, and you have this secret monster that. Um, does things in the world in your world, and um, you have a relationship with this monster. it's it's uh, it's symbiotic, it's codependent. But the DM can use the monster to create havoc and cause conflict. Mm-hmm. And so there's uh, so there's a relationship that the DM has with the monster as well. and And so but but we can brainstorm with that and 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 you can use that system to create all kinds of things um you know it's uh and but but the other day Bryce and I were talking about about that game and what if you know what if we reskinned it and instead of being uh youth of a certain age we're adults interacting in the real world like i'm now an agent like a life insurance agent and i've got this monster or i'm an er nurse <laughs> and i've got this monster in the closet like you know, and just like, <laughs> and you know, and so when the monster shows up, bad things happen, and you know, but um I really enjoy I uh, really enjoy the storytelling uh, ability with monsters and other childish things, and I really enjoy the run roll system there's actually quite a few settings that use uh that uses that um, the one roll engine and um And, uh, um, but I chose Monsters and Other Childish Things because that was the first indie RPG that I've ever purchased. Um, At at, uh, Guardian Games' second location, they had this one tall, slim bookshelf in like this weird corner nook that everyone walked by. And that was where all the indie RPGs were. And I would just hang out there and lean against the wall and just read random things. And, uh, and for whatever reason, that's the thing that caught my attention. And at the time, I wasn't really in an RPG group, wasn't really playing RPGs. Um, I think at the time I was just playing like loader decipher card game and hero clicks or something like, but I bought it and I kept it on the shelf and I would flip through it and read it. And eventually we started playing it. And, um, and so that's that's where I gotta go. I gotta go. There it is.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. And there's there's such a ridiculous number of RPGs out there too. Like, yeah, there's so many out there, and and anyone who plays RPGs or is looking for a new RPG to to play or something like that, like yeah. don't always think that you have to turn to whatever the big names are, like Shadowrun or D and D or Pathfinder. There's so many out there that are so good and even ones that, you know, only have one book because they are an indie press or something like that. But, like, go explore. There's tons of stuff out there. If you've got a play group that's willing to try different things, like, there's so much stuff out there. And and I would be, like, I'd be interested to try some other systems, you know, maybe if I had a group that could play it. Um, like, there's one that we've carried to the store called Ryutama, which is um, – It's akin to a lot of JRPGs. That's the way the art style is. And the thing that's really cool about it is it doesn't take normal adventurers. What it is is the people who are playing the characters are just regular village people. Like, Mm. there's a merchant, there's a minstrel, there's a farmer, and it's about, like, you... It's more about exploration. There's a combat system, uh, there's a combat layout that's really akin to, like, Uh, you know, old school JRPGs like Final Fantasy and stuff like that before they became three dimensional. Um, And uh, it's a really cool and really unique system. And the DM actually has a character that can interact with the players. Uh, The DM creates this dragon spirit that can interact with them in positive or negative ways. Like you can be kind of a trickster one and you can like kind of mess with them while they're on the road. Or you can show up and help them, like during a dangerous encounter, or if they're lost or something like that. It's a really cool, it's a really cool system, and the and the art in the book is gorgeous. But like, I don't have I don't have a group or time to play it. (laughs) My DMing experience is so minimal. Yeah, uh, I I wouldn't know what to do to try and run it myself.
2: Our group is uh, uh, before COVID. Our group was meeting. Uh, every other week and and we took turns based on whoever the dm was they could pick the system yeah and and so in a lot of times it basically went we did a story arc in 5e and then a story arc in something else and then back to our 5e and then back so that's sort of like the rhythm that we've been on for a while yeah. and then and then right before covid hit we talked about Having our group go every week, where on like let's say weeks one and three was the D and D campaign, and then two and four was another system, and then and so you could play in both if you wanted, or and that's how we opened up. That's how we got like Wes in um, joined us, right? And then and then right when that happened, COVID struck. And, and so, um, the ruiner of everything. Yeah. So, so on one week we have, so the week that you're on is men in black. And then the opposite week is Ghostbusters. And,
1: and and so
2: Ghostbusters (laughs) kept going with, um, with, uh, they were doing mutant crawl classics Mm. and I actually, um, just got crazy overwhelmed with screen time and stuff. I actually bowed out of that. Um, I kind of let my character die or something, or I don't know what happened to me, but, um, but I, I couldn't keep up with two different things online all the time. Yeah. And so, um, and I kept with the, with the 5d one because I, I was at the time I was DMing the Eber, the first leg of the Eberron. And so, um, right now, Ghostbusters is trying to figure out what's going to happen next. Um, because they wrapped up the Mutant Crawl Classics one and they're trying to figure out what's next. um, and, and men in black is going strong. we have six players, five players in a DM, I think. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so, think so yeah, so because Mike dropped out and I think you took Mike's spot. so um, so but it's it's a good group. it's a good core um, and 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 just what everyone in there is willing to DM um, something. I know Kevin keeps threatening to DM. Uh, Delta Green when, I, uh, when it's his turn. So I, I hope he does because I'd, I'd be interested in playing it again. But um, So maybe you'll have an opportunity again in the future.
1: Chat. Yeah, we'll
2: see. We'll see. So, uh, let's see. All right. So we talked about uh, the mini game and then the RPG game. Um, why don't we throw a little bonus category? Um, board game. Is there a board game you'd want to have with you on the island? Can it be Forbidden Island on the okay. island? <laughs> that would be super meta. Uh, <laughs> Can it would leave you wanting to
0: leave because that's the whole yeah. premise of Forbidden yeah, Island, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Exactly.
1: Where's <laughs> the chopper? <trouble?
0: laughs> desert, so in case your desert island uh, metaphors going together. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, for me, uh, let's see. I was kind of thinking maybe like the risk. Just a bunch of variety of risks also, but it gets it could be a long game and you never know it can be kind of fun some people uh bang their head against the game i know but
2: all right i love it you're pulling out like classics here you're going with battletech and all, right. all these games that we played when we were kids Three Five.
0: i mean now if i didn't survive all your food you could get mouse trap as you know way to catch food <laughs> all right oh, wow
2: One dad jokes galore
0: oh i got a dad joke for you later but all right (laughs) all right i'll go
2: next it's an easy one for me i really love seven wonders i have so much fun with it we have all of the expansions and and i think i won the most recent game again so um (laughs) so the last five games we've played i've won four times and got second once So i'm on a killer streak right now Yeah.
1: yeah
2: so feeling pretty good so um, but yeah, that's, that's an easy take for me. Seven wonders, lots of replayability, no two games are the same.
1: Yeah. What about you, Chad? Um, if you had the right number of people, I haven't played, again, a ton of board games. Um, but I'm a really big fan of the Talisman fourth edition board game. And I know that there's a number of different expansions for it that add different stuff. I have one of the expansions, but I haven't gotten to play it. And Talisman is one of those ones that like, I enjoy playing the game, but it seems like every time I try and teach or I try and play, I'm teaching people how to play for the first time. And so I'll generally take the evil characters out of it because the evil characters are more focused towards PP and it kind of sucks if you're like, if you're getting unlucky and you're not really, if you're fighting difficult creatures and you're kind of getting beat up at the early stages of the game that some evil characters out running around the board also hunting you down and like hurting you more, possibly knocking you out or taking some of the items that you do manage to get. Um, But if I had a group of people that were like familiar with it or like we could play it a couple of times and, and get into it. And then also like there's, like I said, there's a bunch of different expansions that add more stuff to it and expand the board out more than just the base, what the base board is. Um, and that's another one that can take a, a pretty long time. A lot of times, like usually, usually a couple of hours. By the time you get strong enough to start making your way into the very like center of the board, to try and get to the crown of command to try and knock the other players out. Um, that one's really good. Seven Wonders is definitely probably an honorable mention. That one's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I've en- I've enjoyed playing that one. While I have played it, nice, nice.
2: Nice, this is a fun this is a fun conversation. Yeah. Um, it's a fun topic. I'm glad that our uh, Patreon supporters uh, suggested the topic. Um, uh, the sad thing is, is it makes me want to play all these games right now, <laughs> and and we, it's really hard to get games in right now. So yeah. um, so my mouth, like, so true story. Sidetrack, jalapeno is probably my favorite flavor to eat. Just saying the word makes my mouth water. like i love jalapeno right that's why i'm feeling right now about these games yeah the way i love jalapeno you know i just i want more games um why don't we move to the hobby desk what's uh what are you guys building what are you painting
0: uh i've been building up some my uh and riot quest i recently picked up from a nice store sale um Uh (laughs) and uh it's partly why i think i got my runny nose uh as I was kind of talking to my wife about it, she's all like, "Oh, I think you have glue flu." I was like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "Yeah, it's like when you're like around like super glue or the uh, you know, um, well, I'm too tired to say the actual word acrylic like acid, whatever the formal name of super glue." Um, I found I sound real smart today, and so uh, it uh, it gets in like your nasals or it kind of creates a, a inflammation, right? So. I think that's what I'm kind of dealing with. It's like, darn you, hobby now has taken its toll on me. <laughs> um, other than that, um, yeah, I'll be getting some more. I've just kind of been cleaning up also a few of the models. Um, but the other side uh, army that I have is almost painted. Um, I've got, I think, eight models of, I believe, 73, 72 or 73 models total, um, including the Titan, the big guy. And like I said, I have I didn't clock myself exactly, but I'll say 11 hours, give or take, 30, 40 minutes on it. So it's not so bad. Um so jelly. I know, right? So did you, did you use their primer, the two? Like the um because that, that was just too many models to do. Um okay. but I'll have a video um hopefully when I can get it finished and edited here. It'll be I'll be using that as the primer, and then I have just the rattle canned. 2 dollar th- what 253 dollar bottle from Bymart. Um that I did majority of them in because again 70 odd models is just I didn't want to hand brush all of that. So I just rattled sure. cans of it. Um which I did notice some issues with it. Maybe it's cuz it's it's a it's a cheap white primer. Um and I should learn to if I go with an aerosol primer with white um spend the extra money and uh, buy one of the actual ones for miniatures. Um, but Probably. I'll discuss it further at another day when I get done with it. But there's at times because the contrast style, of the paint that paint work, it like just slots right off, and it's not sticking to the area where I need it to stick. Mm-hmm. So on some of the bigger models, there's small sections here, there where there's it's not really good coverage. So I might have to go back, put that white primer on it, and then redo it. So um, yeah, yeah, that's the hobby I've been doing since I don't get to play the games. I might as well get them ready for games,
1: right? Man. Uh, I've been working through my uh, Riot Quest stuff Um, I had once the new Kickstarter came in I had 36 models in total to work on including stuff that had released last year at the beginning of COVID um, from the first quote unquote season that um, Riot Quest has done Uh, I'm about halfway through them I counted as we got started I think I've got 18 models left to do Um, mostly are all heroes that I'm working on. Uh, Was working on getting through some of those. Um, There were a couple of brand new miniatures for Death Guard from Games Workshop that just came out this past weekend. Uh, One of them is a new HQ dude in Terminator armor that's got a big double plague spewer. Uh, So I picked that guy up, and then I also picked up the terrain piece called the, what is it? Uh, Miasmic Malignifier, which is basically like this big smokestack thing that puts out the like plague putrescent uh fog uh and it debuffs the enemy army it reduces their toughness by one if they're inside the range um i got that put together last night and it's a uh, it's got some spiky bits on it and stuff so um that stuff is gonna get primed and then once i get done painting the riot quest stuff i'm gonna move on and do the Uh, These handful of models that I just got and then also these six Plague Marines that are from the Heroes Box 3 that are six unique sculpts for the Plague Marines to do. So That's that's what I've got looking forward to on my um, painting table. I just need to stop being lazy and quit playing so much League of Legends with my friends and get back (laughs) to painting.
2: Nice. Nice. Yeah, I've got my T9A army. Uh, That's all primed and and I've been, I started with one of the characters that I'm painting and um, I'm playing, I'm using uh, Vallejo paints for the first time. And mm-hmm. so i um, getting used to how they cover and how they go on. And I'm using a brand new uh, acrylic brush, a size three that was recommended to me by one of my Malifo friends. And I really, really like using a larger brush and mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm used to using a, a two or even a one, and and man, a size three just it just feels good in my hand, and it and it holds paint. On, you know, on the brush, it's easy to clean. Like I'm just happier painting, yeah. and um, but uh, uh, so there's that. And then I did something weird, Dan. Um, I primed um. Uh, a couple BattleTech models uh, on Saturday. <laughs> Where'd you get these BattleTech models from? I what? thought I got one from you. What? What you did. You you got all of them, and then <laughs> I i got a couple. So,
1: um,
2: but I reason, okay, it's a good reason. It's a very good reason. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, all right. Bye. I uh, I I wanted to try out TurboDork. Uh-huh. and and i want to use them on the battle models um before i put them on something else that i'm thinking about putting them on
1: okay
2: and so so i'm using i, I just got the simple starter the 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 beginner box it's 20 bucks so i only have two models that's all i have It's not <laughs> going <laughs> but crazy but now that you
1: have rules for it too yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll have plenty for you to borrow,
0: don't you worry. <laughs> That's the plan. The plan is to get together and, and Steve Flint
2: has battle tech. Like everyone everyone has battletech. Um I'm
1: gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna reach back and pull some old shade. How's that desert hydra coming along? Oh <laughs> Um <laughs> all of my scorn, all of it is
2: is packed away in foam in the Perfect. garage. Okay. Because I, I switched factions and stopped yeah. painting them. Cut mm-hmm.
0: deep. That's all right. I'm going to have my, uh, I will have a fully army painted by the end of the month. So, you know, there you go, Chad, Com- mission completed. Hopefully next time. We, uh-
2: <laughs> oh <laughs> man. I have to catch up with you guys. You guys are like, killing it. I'm a slow painter. So, all right. You have 11 hours in on one army. Yeah. And I probably have three hours in on one model. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I, I got about another hour. <laughs> those, eight, those eight models will take me about an hour and a half. I'm averaging about seven oh, models. Oh. Yeah.
1: I got. I got to tell you though, since I a lot of before I started painting the riot quest stuff, a lot of the stuff I was painting before were batch batch groups of yeah, like yeah. doing ten of something, five of something, or something like that. And it feels like it just takes forever. And I got to tell you, like I can hammer out a riot quest miniature in like about an hour and a half, or like yeah like two hours if I'm really like, if I'm kind of like taking my time and trying to figure out what I want for the color scheme, but like I can generally hammer something out in like an hour, hour and a half and just like blasting through those models just feels so much better than sitting here. and You're like, all right, going back through once again, doing this one color on all the trim of all of these models. Oh my gosh. It was (laughs) mind-dumbing.
0: You get brown boots boots, and you get brown boots and you get brown boots.
1: Yep. I mean those those Space Wolf assault intercessors that I just got done painting look awesome, but holy crap! I was tired of painting those by the time I was done with them. Yeah. Just so ready to be done with the project that it felt like it took forever. Because <laughs> you're doing one little bit at a time, and then they're all done at once. And so, yep. just mm. doing one piece done, one piece done, one piece done.
2: I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would be a great invitation for our listeners. Uh, first, join us uh, online, and our uh, we have a lot of activity happening on our Discord server. Uh, we'll have the links for that in the show notes, and uh, you can find um, additional links for ways to support us, uh, both in our announcement channel on the server, but then also on our website at SpellstormMiniatures.com. And actually, I have trouble typing it in. I have to do the www.spellstorminitures.com and that'll take you right to it. And I I don't know if your browsers are having that issues or not, but um, that's kind of a weird thing. I thought everything was fine without the www, but whatever. Um, And then then also want to extend an invitation to all of our listeners to join us for the paint party. We host a paint party on our Discord server every Thursday night at 8 p.m., starting around 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, you're welcome to just hop in the uh, one the voice channel there, and we have a good time. We talk about random things. A lot of times, we have a topic that we um, plan to talk about ahead of time, yeah. and uh, and so and then, and
1: then don't like last week,
2: and then don't yeah. <laughs>
1: Talking about food <laughs> discussions, about food breakdowns of like what what is a sandwich, well, what is not, the reason why, and then nobody talked about it. We just totally went in a different direction.
2: Well, it just makes me think that like
1: maybe it wasn't that intriguing of a topic,
2: and that's okay, you know. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I know, I know, some people have a lot of fun playing that game of like, what is the soup, what is a sandwich, and I just don't, I don't get. I don't get the enjoyment in that debate. It doesn't. I don't care. Like it's food. If it tastes good, I want it in my mouth. I don't care if it's classified as a sandwich or not. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's true. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, especially the extreme uh, ones about like, is a taco actually a sandwich? I'm like, no, it's a taco. Like, it's it's delicious. It goes in my mouth. Why is it's a taco? Why are we debating if it's a sandwich or not? Like
2: <laughs> well, you know, sandwiches are superior foods. And so if it does count as a taco, or I mean if it does oh, count as a sandwich, then it elevates the, the elevates it? Okay. All right, we're done.
1: Hey, thank
2: you for listening. Uh join us next week, uh, or in two weeks rather. We have an exciting episode. We did a cross episode, we uh, with a special guest, and I'm excited to uh Uh, to share him with our listeners and, and, uh, and more games. There's lots of more games. We're all preparing to play if, and when we get the green light to do so that being said, see you later.
0: ninja turtle game uh that revolves around pizza can't remember what it's called though but well anything ninja
2: turtles I think
0: right pretty much yeah. <laughs> play the game does fruit belong on pizza that's a game for you because we get wildly crazy answers of pineapple oh man yeah I don't understand the pineapple to be yeah I'm fine with it sometimes it's great sometimes I don't want it yeah Nick. I mean I'm not gonna go tossing like apples or blackberries on my pizza. but Although I have, have had apple on a pizza before. Oh, yeah? I like yeah.
2: it. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Too special. Well, like, because, like, apples, like, you know, it's kind of starchy, you know, like that texture-wise. And, you know, and it can dry out, so it gives nice little, like, you know, depending on how you, like, cut it or whatever. But um, but apples and cheese go together. Like apple and pork go together, so like, so like a sweet like sausage, mm. an apple
0: on a yeah. I could I can see it. I could. I was thinking even like a chicken or you know make like an apple pie type of pizza, but well, no, I have had an actual apple pie pizza. Oh yeah, at like
2: yeah round table or something. They have like a dessert pizza that's apples and cinnamon, yeah.
0: but I'm talking about like like a yeah like a savory combo.
2: Yeah, an artisan style savory.
0: I can see, like, say, so with pork or with a chicken. I've never been like the. Uh, I've heard that. Ch- oh, put some what cheddar on a apple pie. I just can't bring myself to it.
2: Uh, yeah, I would do that if I ever thought about it, but I never yeah. think
0: about it. Um, I'm, but like an after school snack, a few apple slices and a few oh, yeah. a few slices. I think goes perfect. Yeah, definitely. So I can see that. This is going to be our edit cutout or where there's the, uh, the typical uh, podcast going into food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's your bonus content. <laughs> Does cheese and apples go together? No. Yeah. My kids usually like the uh, cowboy pizza. Usually what they'll... I like the
2: cowboy pizza. It's pretty standard. Mm-hmm. In fact, I ordered a cowboy pizza last week. Oh yeah, brought it home, cooked it up,
0: and it was amazing. Put that thin sliced roast beef on top, and you're good to go.
2: Hey, don't make fun of my sandwich meat.
0: Hey, I'm not making fun <laughs> of it.
2: <I'm> <laughs> Put it on there because it can be tasty. Dude, I got I got some smoked turkey breasts at home right now.
0: Yeah,
2: bomb sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And then and then like. Laura made homemade turkey and rice soup. So good. Nice. So good. Like, we ate every part of that turkey. Yep. Ozma even ate the heart and the gizzard and the liver. The
0: liver, I just, I can't go for the heart. Like, the heart just, it's too weird for me. I don't know.
2: Yeah. You know what's weird for me? It's testicle. I don't know if I can ever eat that. (laughs) But apparently, people do.
0: Yes. Yes, they do. Rocky Mountain oysters. You? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: you can go Indiana Jones style, get some monkey brain going, or something. There's, there's a great one for the extra reel.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, it's
1: live. It's
0: live. Oh my god. Uh,
1: you missed our conversation about uh, cheese and apples and like. With apples. Oh yeah, I missed. I missed uh, the good part of the conversation. Instead, I yeah. get. I don't think I could eat testicle. (laughs) Rocky Mountain oysters, not for me. (laughs) Uh, Oh! Oh!
2: (laughs) About walking in the wrong time. Okay. Yeah. Rock. Rock and roll. Uh, Okay. All right. right. Play play any games, and then pizza got here. (laughs) Play the games. That's what the question was. Have you played any games lately? (laughs)
0: it's <laughs> uh.